0: Pilot. Pilot? What's a pilot? Well, the way they pick TV shows is they make one show. That show's called a pilot. And they show that one show to the people who pick shows. And on the strength of that one show, they decide if they want to make more shows. Some get chosen and become television
1: programs. Some don't become nothing. She started one of the ones that became nothing. So last week, we were discussing friends and this week we're moving on to home improvements and i was thinking about the connection between these two shows and what stuck out to me is that both of these sitcoms really propelled their lead actors to superstardom right and in both cases the cast of friends and then in this case tim allen all of a sudden they're appearing in movies and their household names a-list level status that they achieved with their big hit shows. Uh, but what I think is interesting, though, is that this is at a time when being a movie star is considered more prestigious than being just a TV star, right? And I think actors at the time really were striving mainly to get into film, and TV was almost like a stepping stone. I don't think that same hierarchy exists now, but this is at a time where we're seeing actors who are taking that path. And... First, they secure their big hit TV show, makes them marketable, and now they're doing what they probably aspired to do in the first place, which is film. And yeah, things by the time we get to prestige television, the roles kind of reverse, and now one isn't really considered more prestigious than the other. But this is at a time where it was.
0: Yeah, like most, I want Gen Z and who whoever comes after that to know that at some point in the '90s. T- Tim Allen was a big star. Yeah, he was a Tim big Allen, deal. Tim Allen like okay he was okay, it went like Jim Carrey, Adam Sandler, Sur- Eddie Murphy and also like yeah, Tim Allen was there. Most you like I can't stress that enough.
1: Yeah, he was a household name from his show, but then he was appearing in all these big movies like for example, The Santa Claus was a big hit and I we discussed that on our last podcast and we're not huge fans of that movie, but it was a big hit for its time. And then of course, he's Buzz Lightyear, right? Yeah. And definitely his most iconic role. And then of course at the tail end of Home Improvement, he comes out with Galaxy Quest, which is another classic.
0: Oh yeah. I even I didn't even write that on my list. That's more that's even one for the adults. Like that's just that's a timeless classic.
1: Oh yeah. Yeah. I think that one is still just as funny as when it was first released. And so we got all of those because of this show we're going to talk about today, Home Improvement. I mean, would we have Buzz Lightyear if it wasn't for Home Improvement? I don't know. Probably not. Not at least in the way that we know him today. <laughs> so, yeah, that is uh, what we're discussing today and we're okay, we're moving away from the previous two sitcoms that were more adult focused and today we're going to be going into one that's more family oriented I believe this uh, was on ABC and you know we'll, we'll get into that sort of appeal more so than what the previous two sitcoms we discussed were but uh, let's get a little into a little history here on home improvement so uh, Keith you want to tell us a little bit about when this aired and how it was developed
0: yeah. all right well the first episode aired September seventeenth, nineteen ninety one, to twenty eight million viewers, and like pretty. When good. I saw that number, that's more than Friends, that's right. more than Seinfeld, and this is a mainstream family show. I it, the more I read about the show, the more it makes sense because this was one of the most popular shows of the nineties, one of the most popular sitcoms
1: from start to finish throughout its run, and it ran for almost like the length of the whole decade, ninety one to ninety nine.
0: We saw these kids grow up. Uh, but yeah, this was on ABC on Tuesday nights. And I think that probably was like a right place to put it. I think it was like in that 8, 830 slot. Mm-hmm. But when they started working on it, uh, I want to get uh, Carmen Finestra, David McFadden, and Matt Williams. They, they've they done shows before, but they they decided to partner up with Tim Allen, who was a stand-up comedian at that time. And he... They kinda use it's kinda like that same use that likeness, that comedian style to transform into a show and Tim Allen's humor is very dad. Yes. Very dad. Very uh like men can be this and he'll make a joke about being a man. Like I I don't know. It's very homely. It's very nice. It, it definitely fits. Uh, he fits and very sound effects too.
1: Oh, I know, I know. We'll get into that this sort of uh yeah. cartoonish sound effect thing he does which adds to that family appeal especially for younger kids, but yeah, you know, he fits the bill for uh you know that that dad role that we'll see, right? He's he's clumsy, he's stubborn, but he's benign. Is that the
0: start of this? Is that, it like
1: He couldn't have been the first one. I feel like this sort of archetype existed before, but they're taking a classic framework for a conventional family sitcom, and they're filling in the the gaps with Tim Allen style of comedy, right? So I think that was basically what they're doing. And I think this will wind up being probably the most conventional of the sitcoms we wind up discussing in this uh, 90s sitcom genre. Oh, yeah, it's very,
0: like, even th- from the pilot, and I watched uh, a couple episodes after just to see – because I kind of watched this as a kid. Like I have a vague memory of this show. I can't tell you anything about it, but I remember like the Noises and Wilson. Um and but I bet most people do not know that this show was originally called Hammer Time.
1: <laughs> yeah, right? Very um I do very trendy name, I guess, playing off of what I I it's guess clever. Well, based I don't know, are they playing off of the MC Hammer song, uh, which was of the time very popular, uh, which would date the show even more than it already is.
0: I well, I think they stopped calling it Hammer Time because of the MC Hammer reference, but I you know anything that was Tool related, right? Any, like I'm screwed, or like it's just like you can't <laughs> like Home Improvement fits. Home improvement fits. Well, it's kind of now, like
1: um, a double meaning, right? Like you're physically fixing your home, but you're also fixing your home life, right? It kind it's, of It's very obvious, and you see that play in, even in this first episode.
0: This show is a good lesson in, like, the uh, bend in the road. You never know where life will take you because uh, Patricia Richardson, who I think was brilliantly casted as Jill, like I think like she's the only one who's been Emmy-nominated, uh, she was not originally casted as Jill. Right. An actress who our parents might know and maybe uh, some millennials. Frances Fisher, who's been in – she's a good character actress, a good dramatic character actress, which I think I'm emphasizing the dramatic. But she was Clint Eastwood's ex-wife. She's been in like uh, shows like The Watchmen and uh, – Well,
1: I looked her up, and the only thing I really know her from is – Fargo? Um, well, uh, the thing that stood out to me the most was Titanic. She played Kate Winslet's mom. Her that's ho- right hoity-toity mom who sticks her nose up at Leonardo DiCaprio.
0: That's right. Uh, but she was originally cast as Jill, and she just could never get the comedic timing right. Mm. And as much as the producers and creators tried to work with her, she just couldn't get it. And they like right before they started filming the pilot, uh, they casted Patricia Richardson, who just gave birth to twins. Uh, Like, right before. Wow. I I found that. uh, So that's how we got Jill. And then we go over to Wilson, uh, who John, uh, if I'm getting this name right, John Bedford Lloyd. And he was casted. Now, I can understand for a split second. It's like, I got a a new hot role for you. Like, you're going to be a series regular on a major network sitcom. However, only the top of your face is going
1: to be shown. Right, right. Would you take that role? I mean, it depends, right? If I'm the starting actor, yes. I guess this is a seasoned actor who feels like he's earned more of a recognizable role. Then, yeah, maybe not. And uh, the thing that I understand, though, is that this actor was maybe not aware of that aspect of the role until very later on in the development. And he basically... backed off of this project right before they filmed this pilot so you know maybe not the best way to bow out but i don't know maybe the lines of communication weren't weren't great but you know again as the actor who was cast is very memorable in the part
0: yeah i mean hey it's he's a good top half actor like (laughs) no I, i i think wilson is the thing that you that just sticks with you like oh What's the name of that show? It's the guy with the neighbor who you don't see. Oh, well, like you just, it, that's what makes the show stand out a little. It does something unique on the neighbor advice. Right. And we'll, of course, we're going to talk about Wilson as we go on. And then we get into Alan, or should I say Glenn? Right. right. Now you're like, who's Glenn? Well, uh,
1: well, the guy, um, what was it? Albert was the name of the co host, or, uh, Alan. Okay. Alan or Al, I guess, uh, as he's referred to. Right.
0: And uh, b- and who's also uh, Richard Karn made a really grew in that role and made a career out of it. Mm-hmm. Like he I think he went on to host Family Feud and I've seen him in some stuff afterward. But uh, an actor who I really love, he's a great character actor. Stephen Tobolowski, was originally cast as the assistant who was known as Glenn. Now, they really wanted Stephen to be in this role. And Steven really wanted to be in this role, but th- he was in the middle of shooting a movie, and he had to hold off. So they're like, okay, we're going to shoot the pilot, and we'll we'll keep shooting until you come back. Uh, and he's like, okay. So uh, because Tim Allen needed an assistant on Tool Time, they casted Richard Karn, who's never act- – I mean, this was his first role. Mm-hmm. And if you watch the pilot, he's not really – Doing much, they give him stuff, some ups to work with. He's in but... the very
1: beginning, right? Which we'll get into, but that's that's about it. Maybe he has one or two lines,
0: and then it's kind of like every week they're on the phone with Steven. It's like, Well, I can't, I don't think I can do this show, guys. And of course, that's how we got Alan. That's how we, uh, and you know, it's just kind of the show really came to be through like these uh recastings, and I'm they're all the better for it. I right, 100, right?
1: It's like one of those things where it was meant to be. And it's with Steven yeah. Tobolowski for anyone who's not sure who he is off the top of your mind. Uh, I think for me, the thing that I, I know him most for is in Groundhog Day, uh, oh, Ned yeah. Ryerson, <laughs> the annoying guy who pesters Phil about buying insurance from him. And he's been in tons of things too, right? He's one of those character actors. But at the same time, I, I can't imagine this show without uh, Richard Karn in it. And yeah, he brings a certain like. I don't know, like the gruffness, right? Like that kind of character, I feel like is a good, um, I don't know, it's a good match with Tim Allen's more clean cut sort of look. And so I think the two work well together, not just uh, from their chemistry that they would build, but also visually, I think they're, uh, you know, a, a good team.
0: If I remember from the show, I think Richard, I think Allen is like trying to find his wife. Mm-hmm. Like he he's on the dating scene. That's ah. – and and fans can check me on that, but I just I, – I remember – I just – I vaguely remember that.
1: <laughs> right, right. And he becomes kind of part of the family, right, because – Yes, yes. Right. So he gets more involved in the story later on, but not quite in this first episode.
0: No, they didn't – like, another person in this first episode who pops in literally for three seconds is Pamela Anderson Lee.
1: Right. For a blink, right? You blink and you'll miss literally. her. Literally and you don't even and get she a,
0: becomes prominent in like or she she's the girl in the first two seasons
1: but yeah in this pilot blink and you'll miss it right yeah she's just the person who brings tim his giant power tools right the giant drill which we'll get into but uh you know that that's and that's another show we might talk about one day is baywatch which which is another big hit of the time just a different genre as
0: you you kind of said it best like what was it was meant to be
1: Right. Big, yeah. And people, America, families, like, they absolutely fell in love with, uh, especially, like, Tim Allen and uh, Richard Carnes character, Al, as he's referred to. I think, you know, people really got a kick out of their chemistry and their, uh, you know, the, the, the physical humor that they brought to the table. So, yeah, it's it's like one of those things where the show was on for so long and you can't imagine anyone else playing the role. And, uh, you know, who who knows how different the show would have been shaped With those other actors, yeah. So you know, you just you just roll with it and you appreciate the show for what it became.
0: Yeah, no, it's uh, I. You could see it from the pilot, but I'm sure if you if someone were to continue on with it, I get why this show is popular. Really, kind of where Seinfeld and both Friends kind of hit that New York adult oriented kind of show. This is this something you watch with the whole family and uh, just how we would watch shows together, JJ, we would kind of have like an appetizer show and then we would have the main course. This is a perfect appetizer. Yeah.
1: Something to get the lineup started, right? You said it's like eight 30. So that's still not the first show of the prime time night, but, uh, you know, fairly early on so that first hour. So like you said, definitely gets you in the, uh, the TV mood there as you're settling in on the couch. So, um, yeah, the stage is set. We finally have the actors we're meant to have. So, Keith, uh, take us to the pilot. Flight
0: five two seven, runway eight kilo here, cleared for
1: takeoff.
0: Right away, we start on Home Improvement's opening scene, opening title. Right. like you know these like cut out drawings of uh, them just you know building the house destroying the house the house flies
1: away right. it's fun it's it's a very playful intro and i think it sets the tone you definitely get you, you know what kind of shit you're getting when you watch this intro and you also get that signature tim allen sound noise he makes uh <laughs> yeah i don't even know what you call that but i imagine that's something that he came up with earlier on in his stand-up career and it's something he brought to this show. And it's like, yeah, he, he does it a couple of times in the pilot as well. So I, again, I don't know what that even is, but it is amusing.
0: The thing that makes me laugh about just the show in general is all three of the children's, like the actor's names just have three names in them. I don't know if they planned that, if they wanted that, it's just like, you know it's it's not like JJ J. Focoraccio. it's Jj Focoraccio. like it's all actors have three names all right and I just found that like and of course we'll get into jtt and i'm sure that contributed a lot to this show's popularity as well
1: all right yeah he was something i mean like he he um he's very young when this show first premieres right so he was only 10 years old but yeah. of course by the time the show ends he's he's 19 so yeah, he becomes maybe more of a teenage heartthrob later on.
0: No, no, no. I, like, I, I, <laughs> I dove into this a little. He actually left the the. Uh, oh well, yeah. Last season to move with his like Puerto Rican girlfriend, and that's the plot. Like, he flies to Puerto
1: Rico, and. Uh, well, right, he's not in the last season, but you know, by the time you get to the later part of the show, is I guess <laughs> what I'm meaning to say. You know, like he he grows uh, he grows up on the show. oh yeah they all do you know and only a few seasons in he's like you know he's more of a teenager and i can see how he he becomes a heartthrob by then for uh for a lot of the mm -hmm. young female viewers
0: well this show grew in just like you know 30 something million people were watching this show but we start out as them with all you know we got the oldest youngest middle child and they're all playing in the backyard and tim is watching his own show Right. Right.
1: Which is so funny. I'm curious too. like, where does this show air? Is this a public access show? Like, what is it? An obscure cable network show? I I, I don't know if that's ever established, but uh, I I just get a kick out of this. Like who's watching this?
0: Yeah. It it seems like local celebrity enough. That's like, it's, it's not like he's, uh, he's not, he's not Rachel Ray.
1: Right, he's not on national television per se, but he has some uh, whatever it is. He's like a local celebrity like you said, maybe a regional cable network, which is something I always forget about. For the longest time, cable networks were more local, it's super stations. So maybe that's what it was.
0: He'd be killing it now on like those house flipping shows. Oh
1: my gosh, can you imagine? Yeah, yeah, he would be um he would give him his own network by now, but yeah, absolutely. He was a little maybe ahead of the curve. Yeah.
0: But anyway, he's trying to get his kids to watch his, his, his own show, and they're not interested. They're boys. This is literally boys being boys. Right. And I'm sure that continues on for however long it continues on for. And he's trying to get Jill to watch it, but Jill is busy. She is getting ready for a job interview. Yes. And I noticed this is a pretty, like, if there are no cuts in this scene like it's a pretty long scene and um both of them have very good chemistry it does feel like mom and dad fight arguments mom and dad kidding around like it, there is a sense of like oh wow they they really click right away yeah
1: they got they got pretty good banter a nice playfulness between the two but you know you do see a lot of familiar dynamics between these sitcom mom and dads right like he they they joke about how uh, she turns him down for sex and how he doesn't listen to her and you know, that sort of thing. I, you know, not to to- I'm not trying to be super critical, but I'm just saying they're taking a familiar framework and they're mm-hmm. imprinting Tim Allen's energy into that because I, I am amused and I, I, I do chuckle here and there throughout the scene. And the, like I guess, said the actors play off each other pretty well. But you know, some familiar, some familiar themes that we get in these, uh, you know, family crowd pleasing sitcoms.
0: I will say, like, at least with this pilot, I had a smile on my face, and there is at least like one or two good laughs. Oh, That's how, like, it's
1: done well, right? Like, it's done well. It's done well, than probably a lot of other shows have tried to do it.
0: And uh, one thing I forgot to say in the beginning is that this pilot was shot by john pasquin who directed all the episodes of the first season and some of the second but he must have developed a very good friendship with uh tim allen because he ended up directing the santa claus uh, jungle to jungle and joe somebody oh there you go yeah um but so yeah i got very at least like there's some very good chemistry there, you know. Boys will be boys. Like, don't throw the football Like, no, the mom's on top of it. Don't throw the football in the house. You know, you want to go for the right arm, for the left arm. It's it's right. Classic, classic,
1: mom and dad with three boys household. A lot of male energy on this show. Mm-hmm. Yes, I think intentionally so. That between the the tool time. Uh, you know, power tool kind of stuff, and then also the three boys running around rough housing definitely a lot of male energy, and then you have the mom there that just handles it all in stride. So, yeah, I think it's important that they, um, that Patricia Richardson she she brings a, a little more serveness to the role, which which she does. She's a very like practical mom, uh, just to you know, stand her own because I imagine. It, it's not the easiest thing when you're, you know, you have this uh, power tool obsessed husband and, and three rambunctious boys running around the house.
0: Yeah, the show, shows like this, like the, you know, uh, it's at least like Tim Allen's kind of humor is like, you know, men will be men, but the wife's in charge. It's like that kind of. And I do wonder if Jill gets any development as the show goes on. I'm sure stuff happens. And I know there's like uh, this is a show that has very special episodes. Of course. You know, they, they, of course. Uh, but I'm, I think shows like this, like female characters or maybe the wife specifically, kind of is lacking in development, which, you know what? I'm taking off my 2023 glasses. I'm. It's not that I'm OK with it, but I can't go back and rewrite it. I think still Patricia Richardson did an excellent job in this role. But,
1: yeah, yeah. I mean, it's there are very much of the time, it seems, right? From yes, how they carry themselves, how they're dressed, and there there's there's just a very relatable quality to uh, this cast. And, yeah, maybe um it's not breaking any ground, but I think the idea of the show and and the setting they're establishing is to be something that is more familiar and something that's, again, a cozy viewing with with your family
0: exactly and that that, that's ABC's whether they were owned by I think they Disney had them at that time yes that's ABC's brand yeah
1: that's their bread and butter right you know honey I could fix the spray on this dishwasher no Tim not broken I know it just needs more power
0: Every time you fix something, the fire department shows up. But
1: this would be different because I got this No, no. Po- I am not going to let you ruin a perfectly good dishwasher just so you can get out your tools and play. Six horse. No. One... P- no. One... P- no. no. Play? I host my own home improvement show. Don't touch the dishwasher.
0: <laughs> so we get to the crux of the episode. Dishwashers messed up. Tim automatically wants to fix it, and she and Jill says no. You destroy and like every time you fix something, the fire department comes, and that kind of like, yeah, you know, she goes she goes around the corner, and he's like, I'm gonna go, I'm gonna fix. He, he this man loves tools. I kept there's points in my notes where I kept saying like he really loves tools. Like I underline, I'm like this man, like that's his personality, and I know he has a show called Tool Time, but he just the way he talks about tools is just. right and i like what they're
1: setting up here which is basically he loves tools and he loves the idea of fixing something but he gets in over his head he doesn't quite know everything he's doing he just wants to get in there before really doing all of his due diligence to you know uh, even if you're a handy guy you still have to figure out how to work a dishwasher you know you, you still have to learn a little bit something about how each thing, you don't, you don't just know how everything works. And yet, yeah, you know, he, here's the guy who acts like he knows everything. And he's, he's very gung ho with all of his tools. And of course it comes back to bite him, And you know, you could, you could predict this plot from a mile away, but that's okay. Because again, it's, it is so familiar.
0: I can predict the plot or I can predict the beats. I, I just want to see how it's executed. Right. In a show
1: like this. And, you know, um, if they're able to manage, like, the proper tone with, you know, like, does he go too far or, you know, are they still able to make it funny? And, you know, it's it's – you're right. It's you, – you know the beats. You know the structure. But, you know, is it still going to work and is it is it going to feel tired or not?
0: And there are some surprises, but one of the – as it, and I mentioned before, one of the unique aspects of the show is Wilson. So Jill leaves for the interview and tim goes outside and every time he goes outside wilson is always there right I just i've always known him to be there whether he's playing the accordion or and i think he's roasting he's doing something on the barbecue or he's just like outside he's always doing something and you can only see the top half of his face and he is this wise eccentric uh like <laughs> At one point, I was like, he's
1: kind of weird. Right. Uh, he, he makes these jokes, and it's like, is he kidding or not? Like, uh, I think at one point, Tim Allen asked, so I'm like, oh, are you cooking steaks? And he says, no squirrels. <laughs> it's like, ha, 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 but are you actually?
0: One of the reasons why I had to watch like a couple more episodes was I had to make sure that Tim – or that wilson talks to other people oh as if because i'm like uh, is is tim just imagining this guy he's imagining
1: a guy who he only see half of his face Uh, maybe wilson is actually someone that was his neighbor as a child and now he's just imposing that uh as his current neighbor uh that's that's an interesting interpretation if you isolate this one episode
0: like uh tim who are you talking to oh wilson no one's there Uh, wilson who But Wilson uh, tells uh, Tim to embrace his male spirit.
1: Yeah, it's an interesting little speech that Wilson gives him about reclaiming the male spirit and how – I don't know. There's this whole thing about the, the Industrial Revolution removed men from the household, so now young boys have no male role model to teach them how to be men. And uh, I don't know really what to make of that speech personally. Like, is like, where is this coming from? And what kind of male values is he referring to? It's, it's interesting. And I kind of, I made a note. I'm like, uh,
0: this is kind of like Wilson would give clever advice or he would disguise it and and put his clever device uh, advice in. Like he would say something weird and there'd be a message in. But in this case, he's just telling Tim, oh, yeah, fix the dishwasher. Like, Jill is not going to be – and he does it at the end. He he does it at the end. But in in this case, I think you just needed to get from A to C, and we needed to do something with B and introduce Wilson. And Wilson, this is the first time meeting him. He kind of – yeah, like he's saying all these weird, funny things and just like, hey – it's in your spirit to fix the dishwasher.
1: Yeah, he's not saying it quite so directly in a way, but he's basically uh, encouraging Tim to do the thing that his wife specifically asked him not to do. So, and I bet at the end, I think he does finally give him good advice, and he's a little more straightforward. But we'll get to there. But again, this whole this whole speech about like, oh, we need to go back to primal ways of sitting around the campfire. <laughs> it's like again, I. I I don't know. I I um not sure exactly where that's coming from or what kind of thing they're trying to promote with the uh, that sort of speech.
0: Wilson would do very well on YouTube. <laughs> like if Wilson had like his own YouTube channel, I think he would do very like he, mm-hmm. I like he he would do his own like he would have a book series or something like that, but it's very I don't know. It's to me it was a little muddy just to get like for someone who like, I don't know. It it just for his, first time meeting this character it was kind of out of character.
1: Yeah, that's what I'm saying. He he gives this whole roundabout speech, and I I get a sense that they maybe intended for this to be Tim misinterpreting Wilson's advice to just validate his own desire. I think that that would have made sense, but they wrote such a roundabout monologue for him that it 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 kind of confused me so yeah a kind of a weird first impression for the Wilson character but I think he gets redeemed and you get a better sense of what this character's actual function is in his later appearance dishwasher broken huh? No I'm just gonna show my wife who's man of this house <laughs> I told her I was gonna rewire that dishwasher she jumps all over me sometimes I don't know about her this isn't about her it's not no no this is about you the reason you're having problems with your wife is because you don't know who you are as a man I don't have a problem in that area Wilson
0: <laughs> the next scene we didn't need to show him at Sears picking up this uh, compressor for the dishwasher but he and he's got his three kids around him now uh, we could go a little into a little bit with the boys I it goes. Mark the youngest. No, Mark is the middle child. Right. Uh,
1: Randy is oh, the no. oldest.
0: Randy's the oldest.
1: Mark is the youngest. Right. He's the one sporting the very '90s mullet. Yes.
0: And uh, let's call him JTT. I don't have any. Uh, but there, there's no development. And and granted, I'm not. This is not a criticism for like. Oh, uh, we don't know these personalities yet yeah, it's just you know it's right. the
1: first episode right like it's the there, first episode I think there's more focus on the the husband and wife relationship as of now yeah. than there is between the three young sons jtt is yeah. the oldest son right he's randy no he's the middle child randy uh but uh, the oh,
0: oldest kid is the he looks the, older than they're the same age i looked it up because the oh, he
1: looks older to me but okay if he's the middle child then like fine Taron Noah Smith is the one I was referring to with the mullet. He plays yeah. Mark, and then and Randy.
0: Uh, Randy was the smart Alec. I always remembered that okay. growing up. Randy was like the like the the one they gave the lines to, and maybe because that's also how p- good of an actor JTT was, and how popular he got more the better roles. He got the very special episode. He had a cancer scare. That was his wow. Like, that was his special episode. That's pretty um, uh, heavy
1: for a show yeah. like this, but okay. Uh, I think
0: it it works for a show like this, but you do get a character in Mark in like, I am the youngest child. I'm dad's. I'm my parents' favorite. That's that's like
1: that's Brad or is that Mark? The youngest, uh, Mark. Oh, then. (laughs) <laughs> See, I'm getting all these kids. Brad's mixed the up.
0: oldest. Brad's the oldest. Brad
1: is the oldest. He's the one with the mullet. Oh, okay. Sorry, okay. I, I'm sorry. I'm very sorry about confusing the three boys' names, but they're all fairly they generic. All, yeah.
0: <laughs> they're all fair. Brad, Randy, and Mark. Yeah, and Brad, I think, just becomes like the older, jockish character. Uh, Andy's the smart alec and Mark is the the young one. The young yes. one that they could fool. They could lock in a shed or something. But Mark is like, I'll help you, Dad. And, right, and right. you know, they do embrace the like you know, like, like we could have our we could do it with our shirts off. And it's very like on one hand I would like this is kind of weird, but I'm like, okay, I don't you know, dad, you know, put on the we can have our shirts off, blah blah blah. Yeah, like, they
1: take their shirts off and this yeah, you know, because the youngest son over Um, he 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 takes the joke literally about getting naked (laughs) like you know it's a little weird but uh it's at the same time when they're working on the thing and they have their shirts off i guess it's sort of uh meant to be a sweet father son moment yeah right
0: uh i didn't the audience loves it the audience there's a part in my head that's going this is kind of weird because they're actors but then i'm like oh i i i think the chemistry that they've had Throughout the series is like they are, like uh, Patricia and Tim are looking out for these kids. Right, they are like uh, I heard there was some bullying between the three boys on set, or like teasing, and and, like it, they but not like hardcore, but it's just like as boys, young boys do. Okay, it just seems like it just seems like parenting actors and like oh,
1: so that so basically that parental relationship was something that they had a bit off stage as well as on in front yes. of the camera. Okay. same thing with the brotherly
0: relationship.
1: Right, too. right. Yeah, okay. That, that. I mean, that's kind of a, a nice thing to know when you watch the show in context. Um, but I do think it was a little weird that the audience's biggest laugh comes when that youngest son starts taking off his clothes because he took that joke literally. And you know, then Tim Allen takes off his shirt and there's a little bit of a woo. Because I guess he's like a buff 90s dad but still I thought that was a little strange like wow the, the audience loves this joke of this kid thinking that he has to get naked. <laughs> I don't know that was a little weird.
0: I there were times where I'm like I don't is this a real audience? And I don't I mean that in all sincerity because like okay we I can hear the real audience in in both Seinfeld and uh, friends but I, and maybe I just listened to enough sitcoms. I think it's real. Like, I think it's a real th- audience, okay.
1: but the question is, right. You can have a real audience, but are they going to edit the laughter Okay, and enough. time yeah. it differently than it actually played out in real time? And that's something that happens much more with sitcoms in more recent years. But yeah, there was a little bit too of um of a woo sort of thing when there's jabbing earlier on with, uh, you know, with with the husband and wife about you know like not getting any, and it's it was it reminded me a little bit of Married with Children, you know, when they they kind of jab each other about yeah you know, in in a very um you know kind of hitting blow the belt sort of way, and the audience is, you know they they kind of like that they encourage that sort of banter, uh, so it, it's it's I think I think it was real a real audience, but okay. I do find it curious that they reacted that way in that in that one moment with the son, so I. Well- I don't know.
0: It's kind of funny that the nest the next sequence I actually thought was that was partly what makes home improvement home improvement. Yeah. Like it's, it starts off with him going like I can't read the switchboard. I should not have written this in pencil. Oh, I'll hit this switch. Yep. And he does not know how the wires to the dishwasher work. And so he's like lying or may, he's lying to his Oh yeah, the you know, the yellow is closest to the sun. And uh, one of the staples of this show is like, like, home improvement disasters. Right. Like, right. just, and I thought he handled that very well. He's like, excuse me, I gotta yeah, just go to the car. That's a good. Well, he says, um, uh, this, hey, son, how this about whole shows a dad joke? This whole yeah. show is a dad joke. Oh, yeah, like, yeah, and it's, yeah, for sure.
1: And he says to the son at the end of the scene, like, hey, how about next? I show you how to uh, soothe an electrical burn <laughs> like yeah. that. I thought was kind of funny. And you're right. That, that's a great way to put it. It's very much dad humor, dad inspired. Again, it's Tim Allen's humor that is driving the show. And of course he's going to flub a lot of these DIY repairs because like I said before, he's he's so gung-ho about anything with power. Like he's obsessed with power. Like I, I thought that was funny too earlier on when the when the dishwasher doesn't work that well. He goes, just needs more power. <laughs> it's like um this sort of, uh, you, if you say the word power, then Tim Allen like his eyes get wide, and it's it's like he's in this um, this new, uh, uh, uh. <laughs> yeah, uh. he gets in this primal mode. Here's here's the word power. It's it's like this funny sort of poke at um, kind of I don't know self defeating masculinity.
0: I think if you come into contact with a home improvement episode, you're you might be making the noises like <laughs> a couple days later, like. Uh, uh. I, I found
1: myself doing that today. <laughs> yeah yeah, I watched it twice and it was in my head afterwards. like, you know, just randomly. You just do it at any time. I guess it would work if you're in that framework. of just any sort of reaction just <laughs> <laughs> like, uh, people will think you're crazy, but you know they think you're crazy or that you're Tim Allen. But uh, <laughs> or so, both. We
0: get, so we cut to the next scene. Tim gets the call. Jill did not get the job. And I'm allowing it because I never heard of any such situ- like even be-
1: like she must she's- have just left the
0: room. That's what I'm saying. She's
1: not even home yet from the interview. And they're already calling the house to say she didn't get it. Like, wait a day. They must have not liked her. They must Because like- <laughs> she felt so confident. She gets home. And she's like, I nailed the interview. I'm totally in this job. It's like they decided right after you left. You're not getting the job. Whatever it was, we don't at even know what they the job is back then. At least they called
0: back then. Like it's like it's like you you they they let everybody know you did not get the
1: job. They just called right away uh, that you didn't get it. I thought that was kind of funny. I, I also think it's funny that we don't even know what the job is. It's just generic. Oh no,
0: it's a personal manager oh, okay. at a store. I I, should, I didn't write the name of the store down, but it's a personal manager. It's just very vague, you know. Just very vague. Just like whatever, you- whatever it is. It actually is a good reason, like, and we'll get into it with the next scene, but like I you know, you're kind of rooting for Jill and but uh, you know, Randy finds a turtle shell. Wilson's being I even wrote like a I just wrote a line and he's like he's he's just being like he's being weird. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, Jill gets home. she thinks she's got the job, and then she conf- like, did you? Uh, you fixed the dishwasher, didn't you? Well, she
1: sees the electrical burn on his hand, right? Yeah. And yeah. Uh, that's how she oh, knows. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah, that's right.
0: Yeah, yeah. And, and it goes back to our, like, oh, it works. Look at this. Look at the power. And then in classic home improvement, what will be home improvement fa- uh, fashion, the dishwasher blows
1: up. Right, and that's like a big set piece for the show, right? I think they rely a lot on physical comedy, uh, these sort of set pieces where – Tim Allen gets shocked. Something explodes, or whatever it is. There's this sort of um, big visual moment where yes. yeah, there's some sort of effect on stage, and yeah. uh, I think that's that's the excitement that maybe kids get too. Is any time like something can explode, and it's pretty amusing.
0: Well, I think that's the advantage that this sick family sitcom has. That maybe. Like you know, Full House or other shows that like oh, I take place in a school or a newsroom, like it. Hey, our dad is do-it-yourself home improvement. Why not? Uh, like it kind of, I think you fully utilizes like explosions, shock waves, hammers hitting fingers. Right, because
1: if he's like, going to botch these diy jobs then make it big right that's that's the humor of it like they just don't fail like they literally blow up in his face in in a way that it's almost like karma right because then after you know he he makes the situation worse with jill and he is being very insensitive and stuff it's almost like the dishwasher shocks him in punishment for how insensitive he is, right? Like there's a little bit of cosmic karma going on that is to just further emphasize like, okay, he's in the wrong, he made an ass of himself, and now he has to learn his lesson.
0: And that's also the big appeal of just, you know, even though there's a lot of manly energy, the TV gods always give that kind of energy its comeuppance. Yeah. And I think that's the formula for a good really good nineties sitcom.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I think that's in that framework. I could see that how that could work. I I don't know how well it works after nine years. Uh, I can imagine there's like tons of times where this sort of thing plays out where Tim wants to fix something. Jill says, don't he does it anyway. And it fails. And now he has to make it up to her.
0: There were, you know, I always, I'm always going to do research into how well does this episode rank? And there are, you know, there are way bigger home improvement fans who have dedicated lists and sites to this uh, show. And even like the biggest ones will admit that towards like once Randy left for Cuba or Puerto Rico, like the show did start to run out of ideas at the end. Yeah. But the pilot does rank pretty high. Oh, okay, Interesting. like, Like like people. It's not like at the top but uh but who's the the older son marries an older woman that that Mm. episode like people a lot of people rank that episode the top but the pilot does set the tone very well and you know i'm i can agree and it's always easier with actually i i might i always used to think a sitcom was easier with as uh, when the kids were younger but this might be a case where the like when the kids were like in middle school or high school, probably when they
1: had the peak. I think that's a little better. I think that's when maybe yeah. you can give those actors more to do. And yeah, and they're better actors. Right. And, and as as actors off camera, they they're finding themselves. And so you can play off of that a little bit more and and better define them. Whereas in this first episode, they just seem like average young boys, right? Like there's nothing yeah. really that distinctive about them yet. Uh, yeah. Again, that whole—it's just the first episode. No,
0: it, it, no, no. And Mark, so Mark comes down and lets it slip. Sorry, mommy, you did not get the job. And Jill, she she kind of handles it like she vents, but she doesn't yell as she cleans up the mess. And it's a very real argument. Yeah, it's it's a like she. She wants a life outside of being a a homemaker, and
1: he doesn't get it, right? Because he's like, "Well, he I make enough for the both of us, and you know, you know, don't don't be upset." You know he's basically yeah. saying all the wrong things. Yes, and again, this is like the crux. He uh, throughout the show, he's going to keep making these kind of mistakes. It's clear Then he's gonna have to uh, take a, a moment to reflect and realize that he needs to be more in tune with his wife's feelings and let her live in those moments and not just try to, you know, approach everything with this overly masculine mentality.
0: And funny enough, I, I, when I watched this a couple of days ago, I said, how can you be that stupid? Uh, like, who, like I, like, that's a little, that's something that you should learn early on. And then because I whatever I watched, whatever shows I watched on my Sunday, uh, I I kept saying to myself, man, these characters like it's very real, but they're like, how could it be that stupid? So I could totally under like I'm allowing a man in his forties to still to learn this lesson. Yeah, even though it's 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 a family lesson. That's how like it's a family lesson that Wilson really this is where wilson shines and why he's there well
1: yeah cuz then when you have this scene where he goes back to wilson he, he wilson's being more direct right he's like you know she's mad because you blew up the damn dishwasher right like he's he's uh, basically giving it to him straight and letting him know what he needs to hear and so that's yeah that that it's interesting that he, here's a character that really exists to be like the moral compass of the show yeah and it's it's fascinating because there aren't really people like that in real life that only serve to tell you what's right and wrong right like where what about this guy's own life like he doesn't really seem to have one at least i I guess you know like not being someone who knows the show too well he seems to only really exist in this first episode to be like um uh, uh tim's conscious right like he that's why i didn't think he was real
0: that's why I didn't, especially in this scene, I'm like, oh, what, you know, who are you talking to out there, Tim? Oh, Wilson. Like,
1: How amazing, guys. though, would it be if you somehow got away for nine years of Wilson only ever talking to Tim and then revealing on the finale that he was in Tim's imagination the whole time? How wild would that be?
0: That would, you know, I, I don't think a lot of people talk about home improvement. uh it's not that it didn't stand the test of time it's just it's very firm in the 90s if it did that people would still be talking about it
1: right right but i don't think you could do that bit for 9 years without people catching on at home like after no. after after one season less than a season after just a few episodes of noticing that wilson doesn't talk to anyone else everyone would realize right away that he's maybe that maybe he's not really there uh but still There's, that would there's be. Actually a
0: sh- there's actually a show that will pr- I most likely cover in the future that tried to do that, and they realized they couldn't because of all the reasons that you said.
1: Yeah, yeah, it becomes too obvious, right? Because viewers, even kids, are pretty smart. I think even kids would catch on to that after a while. Uh, and again, this is not that kind of show, right? You're not you're not going for any super mind blowing moments like that. Uh, but I do still get a kick out of those sort of characters that. Only really exists to serve the main character.
0: I, I if anyone out there remembers this show, uh, one joke that's just coming to mind: the show *The Critic*. It was like a Simpsons spinoff with John Lovitz, and one joke that they made fun of uh, regarding uh, home improvement was, you know, uh, uh, John Lovitz's character's dad goes out to the yard to talk to the neighbor. He's like, "How are you doing, Wilson?" and it's just an owl on the other side it's like whoo no you're wilson whoo <laughs> like it's it's like no i'm talking about you wilson
1: whoo that's pretty good
0: <laughs> like it yeah. and then of course simpson i i always think of the simpsons itself just like hur, hur, hur. and he runs the tractor over it's like oh my god i killed wilson
1: yeah 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 that that's all like great stuff i mean it's funny it was referenced a lot at the time but like you said, it's not really a show people have gone back to too much since then. It's sort of lived within the era that it was, um, that it was produced in, right? So we'll get to that maybe later on mm-hmm. about how the, what the legacy of the show wound up to be. You see, Tim, by
0: nature, men are problem solvers, but Jill didn't want you to solve
1: her problem. She didn't? No, no, no. She just wanted you to listen while she shared her feelings. Just stand there and listen, wouldn't wouldn't that be like not doing anything? Sometimes the best thing you can do, Tim, is nothing. Oh. <laughs> Jill got mad at me because I didn't listen to her. No, I think she got mad at you because you blew up the damn dishwasher.
0: So we end the show with Tim basically apologizing on his show to Jill. And it's like, I, you know... Tools are like women. Like We got to be in harmony uh, well, he's, with our wives. He's, and, uh,
1: he's he's bringing up the conversation he had in the beginning with Wilson about recapturing yeah. the male spirit, but now he seems to get it in the way that it was intended. And so I that's also kind of interesting and almost reminds me a little bit of Seinfeld in the way that it's like, here's a guy who has his personal life that is what shapes what he does in front of an audience. And so... Yeah there there's a little bit of a correlation there. Uh so if that if that's something that keeps coming back throughout the show too where he integrates these real life experiences into his TV program as ridiculous as it is, then you know that that's a bit of a payoff.
0: Uh at least, at least I didn't get that like or I think they uh it was really well utilized here because he was trying to get everyone to watch his show and then at the end his uh jill's watching it and he uses that to apologize and they kiss yes. da, 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 da. Right. and uh and we have a tag yes uh jill basically tricks him into like you know oh when's the last time we've been in the car we've gotten randy in the car uh well no maybe not use the word randy <laughs> Uh, like basically, when's the last time they've had sex in the car? Right,
1: right. In a way that like adults understand, but it could go over <laughs> a kid's head, right? And uh, yeah, she she lures him in there.
0: She lures him in and locks the door, and out comes a repairman. Mm-hmm. And you know, uh, basically, Tim sneaks around the back like a caveman and buga buga <laughs> And uh, just a little shout out to that uh, John Cawthon still a working actor the guy who plays I, I, the repair band still a working actor has been in a bunch of TVs and uh, a bunch of TV shows and movies and he is still working today so shout out to him wow okay. Like for having that little bit role like yeah
1: shout out to you I for should- uh you know uh looking into that because that's like one of those things where it didn't even occur to me because he's like just at the very end but uh yeah. yeah right on
0: yeah so yeah no uh and that is the pilot of home improvement.
1: There you have it. And so uh, if we want to do a little retrospective review here, uh, watching this, you know, like, well, let's talk a little bit about Tim Allen's comedic style. Because that is really what was the initial intention of the development of this, of this sitcom, of this pilot, is to take his style of stand-up, his style of comedy, and turn that into a show. And what do you think? I mean, I, I find it to be very fast-paced. I find it to be very witty at times, uh very animated, right? He has a lot of energy. And and not just in the grunts and the caveman noises, but you know, just just in um there's he's very fluid. I I remember and I think I, I still have it, uh
0: it's like old it's like an old DVD set of like 80s sitcom. Like Tim Allen is part of that like Richard Belzier, Louis Anderson, uh like that era of like maybe Bill Maher too, of that yeah. era of comedian. Yeah. And like, you know, wearing a tie and like a blazer. What was that on Richard Lewis? Of, was he part of that? Richard Lewis, like behind a, a brick wall type. Yeah. Yeah. And yes, yeah, so he made the noises, but it, it very much like, like family, not family oriented enough. Like, oh, like talking about his kids, like uh, uh, talking about like, you know, vacation time, and stuff like that, just more of like being a dad, and yeah, it like it translates well to this show. And I think it was like maybe ABC down a little bit, but and, and not saying that he was Tim Allen was blue, but he performed for adults, sure, like uh, and that just really gelled with like family humor.
1: Yeah, well, I mean, look at so many other sitcoms like, you know, Bob Saget, right? Known for being America's Dad, but he also had very, uh, very lewd sort of blue humor when he was performing for adults as well. So that sort of thing isn't uh, uh, uncommon either, right? They find a way to translate that humor into a broader audience.
0: Yeah, I never like. I I wouldn't say like. Tim Allen had his jokes, but I never knew him as, like, the lewd comedian. Oh, yeah, but you know what I mean. Bob Saget. Bob Saget's a different, like, Mm -hmm. that's a whole – when we get into Full House, that's a whole section about Bob Saget. But, uh, yeah, Tim Allen was able to really mesh with this – with the sitcom 90s era very, very
1: well. Right. He has the look. He has that whole vibe going on. And even, like, the look of this – husband and wife couple and, and the family one thing that i thought of when i was watching this the second time because i know this takes place in the midwest and i believe this takes place outside of detroit uh but i i was thinking to myself you know if you said that they were neighbors to the McAllisters from home alone i would believe it and <laughs> you know if, if they were if they went out as as families together or whatever or if like you know um randy was classmates with um uh, with Kevin Mcallister that I would believe you know what I mean like they they definitely seem like they could exist in the same world yeah and i I kind of get a kick out of that that early 90s family um you know social tableau so to speak
0: yeah it's like and just the show the just from the episodes that I've watched and can kind of remember you know it deals the next episode JJ mark breaks uh, Tim's favorite tool and doesn't you know runs away and hides. Like we've no. seen that story, we've seen and no and like we've seen that story done many a time. Right, right. My favorite a tool. Smile, yeah, there's a smile on my face and there's like one or two really good laughs. Like in, in the in the, in the next episode, you know, Tim and Jill go on a date, but Tim wants to listen to the big game and you know, uh. hey Tim, what do you think? What do you think of turkey legs? Yeah, <laughs> of course. Like and that one, it's it's well written. And it's performed well. It's performed very well. And I, it's a. I I can imagine at its peak. That's when it was
1: like. Mm. Yeah it it sounds like they're really hyperbolized. What's the right word? They're really exaggerating. That dad persona, right? He, he's he has a favorite tool, right? Like, who yeah. what's a favorite tool? Uh, what do you, what was it even? What was his favorite tool?
0: Oh. Uh, it was, no, it was, like, a tool that his grandfather had that ga- gave to his father. Oh, like okay. A, a, a clipper. A, I think it was a clipper or something like that.
1: And uh, a, tool, yeah, Mark... a tool that's been passed down. Wow, that's a whole other level, right? Like, that—that that is sort of like this sort of male fantasy thing where you have a show about – repairing things at home and and mark was playing with it and he broke it
0: and and hit it and hide and even actually
1: now that i think Randy's about it a
0: bad brother and it's it, it it's very it's simple and clean
1: male fantasy actually is now something that i feel like really resonates with this show in in like a, a very uh pleasant sort of way right the male fantasy of again you have a show about tools you have three sons. You have a wife that you have a banter with, but at the end of the day, everything's okay. You have that house with the yard and the neighbor who gives you advice. It's it's very much like an idyllic uh, middle-aged Fantasy of uh, what your life could be, right? And everything's always going to be okay at the end of the day. And you know, like I said, what kind of problems do you have? Well, you want to watch the big game while your kid has some sort of thing that you have to watch. You know, like it's it's all very like benign.
0: Yeah, but I don't, and that's you don't mean that as like an insult. I, I no, just, no, uh, it's like I said, that's, no. that's
1: the appeal for so many families to yeah. watch. It's like like you said, it's it's the dad humor, and even you watch it you know, with with the whole family, and there's still things for. Yeah like the, the 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 moms and and the daughters to like too with the show like it it's it's a broad appeal but definitely a little more tailored for for the men. I just think that it 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 kind of plays into that um American dream in a way that yeah. is is very like harmless. And, yeah. and, you know, it's everything is played off very silly. You know, it seems like the stakes are low. But then, like you said, they have moments of in these very special episodes where uh, things do get heavier, which is interesting and, and kind of risky, again, frankly, for a show that just seems to be a safe viewing, easygoing experience.
0: It's th- I'm sure a lot of men could find some aspect of about in like they can see a little bit of themselves in Tim whether it's tools football what have you say I some moms can see themselves in Jill
1: and a lot of kids I'll- can see their own dad in Tim I my dad had
0: his construction tool area in our basement
1: and the boys like
0: oh I I, I do that as a boy and the girls, What's for the girls? Well, JT too. Yeah, there you like, go. I, like I, they covered all the bases. Yeah,
1: yeah, it worked, right? And uh, I, I mean, that's like a thing about our parents' generation too. I feel like that uh, that baby boomer generation was definitely a more hands-on DIY generation that valued those sort of things, you know, like. You know, going to the hardware store and getting supplies and tools and all oh, that kind of stuff.
0: I used to go to my dad to Home Depot. That used to be like a, a trip for
1: him. I, I hated but... it as a kid going to Home Depot, and I still hate that kind of stuff now. But it's just I think it's like <laughs> I think it's like a generational thing, right? It's like that's a snapshot of a time where like that's re- like they really were into that kind of stuff. And that like it's it's not even work. It's fun for them to yeah. you know to build and to fix and and do all that kind of stuff the tools are their toys basically and that's that's you know that's of that time
0: in the second or third or one in one of the following episodes tim turns his lawn mower into a motorcycle like he turns <laughs> he does this he he does like he has the handles but it goes out of control See, like, that's, ah. of
1: course everything he does has yeah. to be out of control. Yeah. And again, that goes back to the male fantasy. <laughs> like, yeah. lawnmower, motorcycle, I mean, that that is really taking it to a whole nother, another level. I had to say, though, you know, that being someone who you know, is um, an adult without kids currently, and I, I, I don't know if this is a show that I would continue watching myself currently. Um, it, 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 I could see if back in the 90s, either as a kid or as a father, it's something that fits the bill. Uh, for like you said like a tuesday night uh but you know as is it's i i don't think this is a show that i'm gonna continue with myself but you know what 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 do you think like would this be a show that you might put on in a certain way like a morning coffee kind of show or you know like you said an appetizer kind of show
0: yeah maybe like i think Okay, it's 2023 now. I maybe not because I do have like other appetizer shows in my life, right? But in if I okay, if I was like a 32, 33 year old single guy in home, I don't think Home Improvement necessarily is made for me. Yeah, but I did watch it as a kid, and if I had a family, I would most likely watch that as well. Mm-hmm. And I'm kind of still happy that like I'm sure like it's something to watch. Yeah, maybe if you're when you're. Like just to have on in the background before you really sit down with somebody and watch whatever movie or Game of Thrones or something that you are main, – the main course show that you are going to watch. It's kind of – it's enough to – if you
1: want to have a smile on your face throughout. Exactly, and I think also for nostalgia purposes too. Like I didn't really grow up with the show myself, caught a little bit here and there, but if this, for a lot of families that did grow up with this show – uh, it is something for nostalgia now to to go back and watch your favorite episodes or rediscover. Maybe you do go through the whole thing again because you're, you know, it brings back that earlier time. Uh, and there's certainly a lot of it to get through. You know, like the nine seasons is is quite a lot of content. Um, so, yeah, there you have it. Home Improvement definitely made its staple and its place in this 90s sitcom genre. Although it doesn't seem to have the same lasting legacy that people return to like Seinfeld and friends.
0: If any show could have left its mark in the nineties, like I think it does like most popular sitcoms of the nineties. Like I can't think of a show that's, if this isn't number one, it's definitely number two
1: Yeah, and it deserves it. I think that's what happens too. When you make a safe show, right? Like not to say it didn't have its merits, but when you make a show that is meant to be safer and again, like kind of just tailoring an existing format, for just a specific comedian, even if it is wildly popular at the time, I think once it's over, people move on pretty quickly to the next thing. Um, Yeah. And so that's it. That ultimately I think is the legacy. Uh, But we have plenty more shows. I think did last a little bit longer. And so uh, another show that we're going to discuss next week also propelled its lead actor to superstardom, uh, but I think had a little more of a lasting effect. And that is the Fresh Prince of Bel-Air. So, to uh, from West Philadelphia to to California we go. Uh, <laughs> uh, we'll cap Tim Allen off with that. And uh, see you guys next week at the next pilot. Follow us on instagram and x formerly twitter at take us to the pilot that's take us to the pilot with the number two
0: attention passengers we've now reached our destination we hope you enjoyed the flight and have a nice day